the sexiest bass player in town, but that may or may not be saying much. Fish B over there on the bass, who's wearing stunningly tight pants on a day the queen was laid to rest. I think you could be more respectful in your pants selection, Fish B. I'm just saying, bonjour amigos, welcome back, glad you're here. The actual most important story in the world today is probably what's going on in Ukraine and what's going on with Vladimir Putin, even though that's not what anyone's talking about. But it's the most important story. Since the queen turned guardian angel and is just flap, flap, flapping those guardian angel wings from heaven and the universe, uh, is everything falling into place or is it just me? I mean, I saw the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. I was approached by an incredible spirit woman who had a shopping cart full of trinkets. I didn't know why she was approaching me. She hands me a 27-inch feather and gives me the ultimate compliment you can get from a spirit woman after you're handed a 27-inch feather. I just love a man who can entertain himself. Thank you, spirit woman. Thank you, Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. And thank you, guardian angel, to all of us. Elizabeth the Great. But things are not going good for Putin and Russia. Things are actually going great for Ukraine in terms of the war. When you take back like 3,000 kilometers that you didn't have a week ago over the course of the week, I'm not a military tactician, although I have played Battleship a few times more than I'd... I don't know chess. I don't know, you know. I often lose at Connect 4. Uh, but I have some definite battleship strategies. And, and just based on that limited training and, and a beyond remedial understanding of history, when you take back 3,000 kilometers in a week in modern warfare, that, that's a huge fucking deal. Can we put a bow on this thing and, and call it a wrap? It, it seems like there's a way out here in terms of, of Putin and Ukraine and, and Russia. A few years ago, we all remember that Putin seized, seized Crimea, uh, which used to be part of Ukraine, Ukraine really down there on the uh, southeastern front. But can we let Putin keep Crimea and call the war rap? Putin would say face, which is probably the most important thing to him at this point, just staying in power. He saves space. He, he's not mocked in Russian history books for thousands of centuries. Uh, you know, the, the carnage would stop. The killing would stop. The death would stop. The death camps would stop. The torture would stop. Paul Whelan could come home. Brittany Griner could come home. Is there a chance this thing winds down right now? Gas prices would come down. Ukraine, the granary uh, to the world. I, th I think one-fifth of the world's grains uh, come from Ukraine. Rhyme unintentional, uh, but truly a breadbasket to the world. And I know this is a big price tag. And I suppose, so they say, ultimately it's up to, you know, Zelensky and the citizens of Ukraine. They decide when the war is over. They decide how much war, but is it, is it really? Is it, is it really? I know giving up Crimea would be a huge price tag, but I think it's worth it. I, I like deals. This is probably, other than 
also liking beautiful women. Th- this is probably the only thing that uh, me and former President Donald J. Trump have in common. Uh, we like deals. And, and it, seems, it seems like there's, like there's a deal here, like, there, like there's a way out of this. No one really knows in the long-term strategy of it, like, do we have a chance like, like, to, to get Putin out of there? Like, is his personal stock and brand, despite being the ultimate autocrat, like, is it falling so fast in Russia that it's best to kind of just sit back and wait and see what happens? But you never really know what happens after Putin. You think it can't be worse until it is. Uh, My crystal ball is cloudy on that. Our Secretary of State has been in the diplomat business basically his entire life. He's an individual named Anthony Blinken, and, and, and he, seems, he seems competent, unless, of course, you're, you're watching Fox News. Uh, but I'm curious if uh, Anthony Blinken can pull this off. And, of course, the official White House, the official government response, they'll, you know, it's up to Ukraine. But again, is it? Is it really? Fishby, I have a, I have a serious question for you, and, and uh, it's it's one of those that, that I don't really know the answer. It's really only appropriate question for a podcast bass player in stunningly tight pants on a day when the Queen of England was finally laid to rest. Can Anthony Blinken pull this off? Is it in the best interest of the world, it seems to me, to you know, find, a, find an ending, find a compromise? Like at some point, this war ends with some compromise and people signing their names on pieces of paper and sticking to that, that agreement. Like it seems like that's what's in the best interest for the world. But I suppose, Fishby, in a meandering way, I finally got to my question for you. Or does the military-industrial complex, which is, sounds kind of conspiracy theorist, but it's, you know, it's a real thing since Eisenhower pointed it out in the 50s. But does the military-industrial complex want slash need another forever war? And that forever war is Ukraine? Because what it means to the, you know, military-industrial complex? I sure as fuck hope not. I sure as fuck hope that that's not the way the world works. But it might, and that I find just absolutely fucking terrifying. Just just scary as fuck. Because it seems now, holy fucking fuck nuts... Like, there's a way for the war in Ukraine to wind down. And there, 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 there's, there, there are multiple escape paths if they really pursue it now. Like, we could fucking end this thing. Or do they want to wait and see what happens to Putin? Does he have blood cancer? Is he withering on the vine at home politically? Is it just, is, the, is it the end of Putin's run? Is it, is it here? Is it nigh? Or does the military-industrial complex want or need just another fucking forever war? Fifty days to the midterms. Five-zero. I mentioned last time around that I would 
do my best to explain that if I was a voter in Pennsylvania, which truly has an interesting Senate race, you've, you've got John Fetterman, who's the uh, uh, Bernie supporter. He, he's kind of from the, not kind of, he is from the, the left flank of the Democratic Party. Uh, he loves hoodies. He loves basketball shorts. He has forearm tattoos, but I also have those, so I certainly won't be mocking him for that. But if I had to vote between John Fetterman and Dr. Oz, if I was in Pennsylvania for Senate, there's a very good chance I would just leave that one blank. I'm not sure I could give something as important as my vote uh, to John Fetterman. And, and it's, not because of, it's not because of the stroke. I think he shows bad judgment in, in not dropping out of the race after he, after he had the stroke, but apparently he thinks being, being, being a senator is, is somehow, somehow like, like a call from God, the same way like, like, like heaven above uh, divinely selects the members of the uh, British royal family, uh, the same way John Fetterman apparently feels that it's his, his destiny. And, and, and if he doesn't go now, uh, th this is his one chance. This is it. So he, so he has to do it. Um, I think that shows poor judgment. I think that shows too much hubris. I don't. He also says he wants to uh, eliminate the filibuster. And I know that's a popular Democratic pop talking point and a popular Democratic position. Uh, I think that would create chaos in the Senate potentially chaos in the country because things change too quickly. We lose stability. Markets lose faith. Businesses don't start. It, it just, again, one of the absolute geniuses of the American system is it's designed for sustainability and it's designed for sustainability by uh, the three branches of government and just the way Congress and the executive branch and the judicial branch work uh, the change happens and occurs very slowly. It's frustrating, but in the long term, uh, we all certainly, at least those of us that wake up in America every day, uh, reap the benefits of those wise decisions made by those that came before us in setting up that system. But if I was in Pennsylvania, oh, man... I mean, you don't want Dr. Oz to win, and that win being the, the one seat because it's going to be so close that everything swings over to the Republicans in the Senate. Like, you, you don't, because you left it blank, Fetterman loses by one vote, and now Republicans have control of the Senate. I, I don't know if that's desirable. But I always leave at least 25% of my ballot blank. If, even in my research, if I don't know who the candidates are or I don't believe in a candidate or really, really, really hate the person and hate the strong word, um, but think it would be a nightmare, like they're running against a white supremacist or something, like, like then I would, you know, I'm not going to leave it blank if, if the other option is a member of the Aryan Brotherhood. I'm just not. But I always leave 25% of my ballot blank. And I think this might be a race I would have to do so. 
Sometimes just for fun, like I'll write in my friend like Death Metal Pat's dick. Or at least I'll almost write in like Death Metal Pat's dick. But, the, but then I remember that uh, Death Metal Pat's dick is not up for the job. It can't, uh, yeah, not up for it. Can't, uh, uh, le- left unfettered. Speaking of Fetterman, the, the, that'll be the title of the memoir of, uh, of Death Metal Pat's dick. Unfettered. Like I said, it's not the stroke. It's it, not stepping aside shows poor judgment. And really, it's the basketball. It's not the hoodie. It's the basketball shorts. Like he goes to places like in a, in a professional capacity wearing basketball shorts. The only appropriate places to wear basketball shorts are like working on your car or like mowing your lawn or like around the house or at the gym or, or maybe you stop to get gas and you're in a gas station, like potentially shopping at the Home Depot while you're doing tasks around the house. Like, like there's very few places where basketball shorts are appropriate on any level, let alone uh, when, when you're in a public-facing thing and you're running for fucking Senate of the fucking United States. You're not like running for Senate of Ponderosa Elementary, you know? As I said, you're not, you're not a disgruntled uh, wrestling coach, junior high style, on his way home from work. You're, you're fucking running for Senate. He loves those shorts. I, uh, I think it would be blank. Although, although I'm persuadable, still got 50 days to midterms. I'm persuadable. Had my birthday this weekend. It, it was just great. Just a great birthday. Uh, Jason Sudeikis and I, as I mentioned, exact same uh, birthdays. Uh, did, uh, d- did he do a load of laundry? Uh, did he break his back uh, attempting to, uh, to clean his bathroom? Uh, did did he go to Chili's for Southwest Egg Rolls? He did. I knew we were living the same life. I knew it. Uh, tomorrow, I really want to get to uh, the flight of the migrants. Obviously, this is this is huge news story. That this is huge politics stuff. And I also think I see how it how it all comes to a crashing, crushing end for, uh, for Donald Trump. Donald Trump, excuse me. Donald Trump. And uh, it does not involve uh, Merrick Garland or, or anything legally, all these legal cases. I, but, but I think I see how this thing uh, comes undone for the former president. So we'll get to that. And I got a brand new book. I'll share that title with you. Until then, say adios, Fishbee.